2: Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. You know, a lot of us are still in the throes of winter, but pretty soon it's going to be spring, and that means planting our gardens. And so I'm so excited today to talk with a couple of guests that we have on. Our first guest is Brant Cheatham, and he is the co-founder and CEO of a new company called Grow Oya. Did I get that pronunciation right, Brant?
3: You did, Jill. Perfect.
2: Awesome. And we're going to be talking about their porous clay irrigation vessels, which are really cool, really innovative. And we'll talk about why they are awesome in the garden. And I'm just excited to get started. So welcome to Go Green Radio, Brant. I'm thrilled to have you on the show.
3: Thanks, Jill. Yeah, it's good to to be on here. I love the show.
2: Well, thanks. You know, I'd like to start by having you Describe to us what an Oya is. What does it look like? What is it made of? How big is it? Do they come in different sizes? Give us a, a visual, you know, with, paint a picture with words.
3: Yeah, perfect. So an Oya is it's a clay pot that you bury in the soil of your garden to slowly water your plants at the roots. Um, the pots themselves look like a vase. They have a round, bulbous bottom and a narrow top. Gardeners bury the Oya in in a a big pot or a raised garden bed or a garden row and plant their vegetables, herbs, or flowers around it. uh, As you mentioned, the clay of the Oya is porous, so when it's filled with water, it slowly seeps out underground, watering your plants at the roots slowly and continuously over time. Plant roots will instinctively grow towards the water source, as they do, so they grow towards the Oya, connect with it, and then they take exactly the water they want when they want it. Never more, never less. It's perfect. The result is an extremely efficient way to water your garden. Use less water, spend less time watering, and you ultimately get more successful garden because your plants are self-regulating their water. It's um, it, it, it's, it's old technology. It's been used for thousands and thousands of years in cultures all over the world. We're simply bringing it back um, as a hyper-efficient tool for gardeners today. We think gardeners across the nation can use it um, and see the benefits of it. So mm-hmm. we've, we, we've, got, we've developed three sizes of oyas, which are aimed at fitting the most common garden space configurations. We sell a small one, a medium one, and a large one, watering a garden space roughly two feet, three feet, and four feet, respectively. And, and just for a bit of context, the smallest oya is about the size of a softball, and then the largest oya is about the size of a basketball.
2: Okay, gotcha. And because they're made of clay, that can be a little bit heavy. I mean, you know, is, what are the weights? I mean, is it tough to, to lift them, like the large ones? Would anybody have trouble with that, or are they pretty manageable?
3: They're pretty manageable. The, the, the material itself is, the, the clay is porous, so it's, you know, it's, it's light. It's, it's full of air. Um, it's not, they're not heavy. They're, they're, they're fairly large, but not heavy at all. And we, um, you know, we ship them across the, across the country successfully
2: every day. That's awesome. So, okay, let's say we've purchased our Oya and we're ready to use it. You talked briefly about what we do with it, but but go into some more detail. What do we do with it? Um, you know, how does it work? You you mentioned this is sort of ancient technology. Give us some more detail.
3: Yeah. So. It's, it's really, truly simple. You, you take it out of the box and bury it in the middle of your garden space, leaving you leave just the, the neck of the Oya sticking out. There's a little imprint on the neck that indicates where you bury it to. It's about two inches above the ground. Um, and, and you do that just so you can fill it with water uh, when you need to. Then you, you plant your plants around the Oya and, and fill the Oya up with water, just like you normally would when you plant. Then you're... you're filling your oya up with water every few days and, and watching the magic happen. So the oya begins to sweat out the water underground. It waters the roots of your plants in the process. Um, within a couple of weeks of, uh, of, of planting, your root your plant roots will have grown through the soil, reached the oya, and at that point they're taking exactly the water they want, um, only as much as they need and only when they need it. So from then on, you just need to fill your oya up with water every few days uh, and it takes care of the watering for you. It's, it's really that simple. You keep your oyas filled with water and your plants thrive on the buffet of water all season long.
2: That sounds really easy. I mean, it actually makes it sound like, uh, you know, it's less of a chore than what I'm used to with dragging the garden hose out and then rolling it back up. I mean, can you save quite a bit of time with an Oya?
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it truly is. I mean, it makes it super easy. You, you know, you're, you're digging in your Oyas, which just takes a couple minutes, um, with a, a hand trowel, and then from then on, you're just filling up your Oyas every, every few days. That's it. You don't have to water every day. No, don't have to worry about how much water your tomatoes are getting versus your peas versus the marigolds. You know, they're all underground sorting out for themselves exactly what they need for water and taking just that, that much. So you focus on filling your Oyas every day, or better yet, send your kids out to water your oyas every day, or every, <laughs> every couple every couple days, every few days, um, depending, of course, on the conditions and how hot it's been. Uh, you know, It'll last anywhere from three to seven days between waterings. Um, but oyas wow. definitely simplify the gardening experience. You spend far less time watering your garden, and, and you get better plants as a result. So for, for that reason, we've seen oyas help loads and loads of new gardeners who, you know, they, have, they lack that gardening knowledge of exactly what, what, how, how to water each plant, what water uh, each one needs, uh, plus folks who have a lack of free time. You know, you're reluctant to start a garden because you don't have uh, an hour every morning before you go to work or in the evenings to come home and water. Um, but yet you still want to grow your own fo- food, so oyas allow you to do it. Um, you don't have to wade through thick gardening books or dedicate an hour a day. Just fill, fill up your oyas and, and then
2: uh, off you go. That appeals to me. I'll tell you. Um, That's one of the the things that, you know, makes it hard for me to have as much, you know, in the garden as I might want is just the the daily labor intensive work. Now, let me ask you this. Do you leave the Oya in the ground year round and just keep reusing the same ones or how does that work?
3: Mm -hmm. Good good question. Uh, We, the advice that we give to gardeners, is to pull up your oyas once a year. And, and you, you, you do that just so that they keep performing well for you year after year after year. Two primary reasons for this. One is that while doing all their work, your oyas will be underground and they get caked with plant roots and organic matter and all sorts of stuff. And so because they're acting as a filter for the water, um, they're also getting salts and various minerals into the pores. And So pulling them up every year, give them a quick clean-off, um, make sure those pores stay nice and clean. You'll ensure that the porosity stays as it should year after year. Uh, second reason we advise pulling them up every year is the risk of cracking during the freeze-thaw cycles in the winter. So Oya oil walls are porous and they fill with water. That water expands and contracts when it freezes and cools, so this can crack the Oya. Um, of course, this isn't an issue for everyone in the U.S., but um, just like you take in your terracotta uh, patio pots every year, it's a good idea to pull out your Oya's uh, store them dry for the winter, and then they'll be good. A- and the truth is, if you do pull up your oyas every year, um, you'll keep them going for years and years. This kind of, you know, this kind of maintenance, you'll get five, six, seven years of growing out of each, out of each oya. So it's definitely an investment um, that's going to last you years and years of growing.
2: That sounds great. Now, how do you know how many oyas to purchase? I mean, if you're planning out your garden, I know you have different sizes. How do you know how many to purchase for? For your garden?
3: Yeah. So, so um, as I mentioned, we have three sizes. We offer three sizes of a small, a medium, a large. Roughly speaking, the sort of rough rule of thumb, a small Oya is going to water a two-by-two two garden space, medium Oya a three-by-three three garden space, and the large Oya a four-by-four four garden space. Now, you know, they, these are these are rough numbers, but that that's that's generally what you get um, out of them. We've got that written on our website com. We've got it written on the boxes. We've got it written on uh, point of purchase material at stores. We are we're doing our best to make sure that everybody who who comes across Oia sees sees this. Um, mm-hmm. The small is designed essentially for a patio or a porch pot and a planter, so smaller growing spaces. Seen a lot of half barrels. Um, you know, a nice herb garden on the patio in a half barrel with a, with a small oya in the middle. Perfect. Um, medium oya is great for planter boxes or small raised beds. Um, it's a really good option. The, the medium is the sort of the workhorse of the, of the brand. Say you have a three by six raised bed, which is a common raised bed. Two mediums will water that entire, entire raised bed. And man, can you get a lot of production out of that. Wow. Um, and then, and then the large Oya—that's a larger scale and more intensive growing, high output urban farmers. Um, it's it's the solution for watering bigger, nice big four by eight, uh, four foot by eight foot garden bed. Take two larges, uh, and you will get a lot of vegetables out of that, I'll tell you. But yeah, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's super easy for gardeners to just have a look at the at the available space they have, break it up into chunks. Oya-sized chunks to determine what yeah. you need. Uh, we got a lot of people who also start small. You know, get a, get a get one, put it in a herb garden out uh, front of your patio or a half barrel on your uh, you know half barrel of salad greens, and just see how it goes. Nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, they come back for more. It's that it's that easy.
2: That sounds great. Now, your website says that OYAs help save water. Um, and even though just this week here in California, we heard that we are out of the drought in most areas of the state, um, most folks who you know know anything about climate change know that that's likely to be a reoccurring condition. So talk to us about how it's possible that OYAs save water and about how much water they might save mm-hmm. over conventional watering methods.
3: Yeah. So this, I mean, this is a big one for us here at Groa. We're, we're deeply rooted in the environmental sustainability movement. That's why, that's, why we, that's why we began. That's what we're all about. That's how we live our lives. And so we're proud to offer gardeners an option to save a bunch of water in their gardens. I mean, you, the um, there. It's, it's the most efficient form of, of local irrigation available. It's more efficient than drip irrigation uh, and an and estimated seventy percent savings in water over surface watering. Now, now that's a serious amount of water. So, best estimates put it at fifty percent of the water uh, you put when you're surface watering. Fifty percent of that water is being wasted. You know, between the water that immediately runs off away from your plants uh, and the water that just evaporates into thin air, half of the water you put on your plants from the surface is is wasted. So that's. That's crazy. We got to fix that. With oyas you're alleviating both of those issues. Basically, the water is contained within the Oya, so it's not going anywhere. Stays there, waiting to be to, to, to be taken by your plants.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. And with the
3: watering being done underground, the hot sun doesn't beat down on it evaporating the water away. So
2: brilliant. That makes Yeah, obviously sense. And,
3: sorry, water conservation is is a huge one. It's 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 a big one now not just in California, it's everywhere and it's only getting bigger. Anybody who who knows anything about the issue of water knows that that, that this is a pressing issue that's just getting worse. So yep. um, it's not just Absolutely. a drought today, it's all over the US. It's getting it's getting worldwide. It's a worldwide issue. So we're super happy and and I'm proud to be bringing to the market um, a tool that can heighten water conservation.
2: Wonderful. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we've got a lot more with Brant, so don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this.
1: For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you.
0: VoiceAmerica.tv is online now.
4: The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state of the art viewing experience, live and on demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want when you want it.
0: VoiceAmerica.tv.
4: From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television.
0: Voiceamerica.tv. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Stimulating
1: talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. Our guest today, in case you're just tuning in, is Brant Cheatham. And he is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Grow Oya. And you can check them out. Don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com. But you can open a new tab in your web browser and go to www growoya that's g-r-o-w-o-y-a dot com so right before the break we were talking about how oyas help save water which is very important to all of us but there was something else that i found really interesting on your website Brant, and that is that oyas help reduce weeds in the garden which of course will save us a lot of time but also the use for herbicides could be you know eliminated or at least reduced. Talk to us about how oyas um, help reduce weeds.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 glad you found that. I'm glad you brought that up, Jill. Um, it, it's one of the secret benefits of oyas that we, we you know we, we talk a lot about water and we talk a lot about ease, but this is one this is a big one. This is a really big one. So, I mean the 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 the, the basic is that because you're watering your plants below the surface, you aren't watering those surface weeds, which tend to be those, sh- you know, shallow rooted uh, shallow-rooted weeds. So, um, and because you aren't watering on the surface, you also aren't germinating those weed seeds that drift in from wherever they're coming in from. So, so no germinating of seeds, no watering of the weed seeds. Um, it means a drastic reduction in the need to weed. I, I can't sit here and promise that you'll never have to weed again when you use Oyas, but I, I can guarantee that you'll see a dramatic reduction in the number of. Uh, you know, in, in the quantity of weeds that, that comes up. So that's, that's a good one. Um, it's just one of those sort of secret benefits that we get from, from growing with Oya.
2: Very cool. Now, what types of plants work best with an Oya?
3: Yeah, lots, lots and lots of plants work, work, work very well with Oya. The, the, the general rule of thumb is the best plants to, to grow with oyas are those that have roots that can travel underground to the Oya. So, you know, plants that, that have a fibrous root system, something that can, can travel a little bit of distance to get there. Uh, the good news is this is the majority of plants. This is a ton. There's, there's a ton of things. Some of the superstars when it comes to growing with oyas, lettuce. Um, lettuce is a, is a great one. As you, you know, any, any gardener knows that if you underwater your lettuce, it starts to grow bitter and, and nobody wants to eat it. Um, so with oyas there's a continuous source of water feeding, you know, feeding that lettuce, keeping it nice and nice and juicy. Uh, tomatoes, is another one, too. So tomatoes don't like surface water. They don't like water on their leaves. It, it, it annoys the, the plant. So they thrive when you put, you know, when you put an oya next to tomato. So I've got, you know, four oya plants around a big tomato, uh, uh, sorry, four tomato plants around a big oya. Um and look out. It's, it's crazy. But you know, beyond that, um, bell peppers, chili peppers, potatoes, uh, most of the nightshades grow well. Cucumbers, salad greens, kale, herbs, edible flowers, gourds, melons, squash, beans, peas, corn. It, the list continues on and on and on. It's its a, a, a ton of, of, of vegetables and herbs and flowers grow very well with, with oyas. As for those that don't grow so well, um, it's just primarily just... Plants with a single root, so the tap roots, as they're known. Um, these have roots that struggle. You know, they're, they're, they're a single root, so it struggles to travel underground to the oya and, and can miss out on some of the watering. The, the most common of these are carrots, beets, parsnips. Imagine a carrot is the carrot itself is the is the root, so it has trouble getting to the oya to get the water that it needs. I mean, we've definitely seen these plants work. I have the I have a carrots growing on oyas in my backyard. It's just not quite as efficient as those with the fibrous root system. So we advise folks to um, you know, stick, keep your growing primarily to the, to the, the fibrous root systems, um, and, and you'll get the best results.
2: Perfect. Now, last summer when the Zika virus was on everyone's mind, a lot of gardeners had to be sure they didn't leave standing water in their gardens that would attract mosquitoes. How does your product, the Oya, address that issue of standing water?
3: Hmm. Yeah, definitely an issue, it, it, not just an issue recently, but it's become more, you know, more, pressing-ish, uh, more pressing lately. So, um, with Zika, so we've 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 had to address it, and we've done so by developing a lid for the Oya. So, um, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, there is a neck that sticks out of the out of the ground a couple inches, and in the the top of that is is empty. You know, it's it's a hole, so you can fill up your oyas. We've simply taken a silicone lid, um, comes in a bright green color, and you snap that lid on it fits nice and snug on there Uh, and once that lid's on you're keeping the critters all out so um mosquitoes bugs lizards mice we've seen all sorts of things going in there Um, (laughs) and uh, added benefit is it keeps evaporation in so so with no you know with no opening at the top uh, there is there is no water getting out of there so um it's a simple effective way Uh, And again, there's this secret benefit of it helps you identify your oyas among the green in your gardens. There's this fluorescent green tab sticking out of your garden saying, hey,
2: fill me up. (laughs) Perfect. Now, I read a little bit about how oyas impact the soil in our gardens. Talk to us about that. Uh, Educate us on that issue.
3: Yeah, getting a uh, you know get, getting down the sort of a little bit more of a nerdy path here, but the
2: key to <laughs> soil health,
3: uh, um, anyone who, who who looks at soil health is microbial activity. That's the little creatures in the soil that are breaking down organic matter um, into the nutrients that plants need. Uh, consistent watering, which you get with an Oya, keeps that microbial life healthy and happy. Un- underwatering. Um, letting your garden dry out drastically reduces and sometimes even kills off entirely the microbes that are living in the soil. So moist soil is happy soil, and when you've got an oya buried under the ground that's slowly watering at the root, you've got nice, moist, happy soil and a, a melange of microbial activity um, coming, in, coming in down there. The uh, other things... Um, you know, uh, avoiding soil compaction that comes with constant surface watering, so you're, you're pounding water on the surface and you're compacting your soil, and, and, and that's, that has a, a negative impact for sure. Also um, helps prevent the spread of diseases, uh, it promotes root development, gets you know, deeper root systems, means a healthier plant. There's all sorts of ways that, that watering subsurface uh, helps keep your soil, garden soil in, in a better state.
2: Well, let me ask you a, a follow-up question to that. Is there a certain type of soil that you need to use around Oya's, or can you just put it, like, if you, if you garden right in the ground, if it's not in raised beds, I mean, is there any type of soil that you couldn't use um, well with an oya?
3: No, no, there, there isn't. I mean, uh, you know, smart gardeners p- pay a lot of attention to their soil and they, they, they add amendments where they need to and they make sure that they're, they're testing and getting the right things going. So, so um, you know, building up that soil over time, and, and, and that's the same with, with Oya's. Um, the rule of thumb is basically as long as your plant roots can grow through it, it's going to grow with an Oya. So unless you've got rock-solid clay soil, Um, which, frankly, would be tricky to grow just about anything, Um, Mm -hmm. you're going to be all right with with an Oya.
2: Okay. Now, I know where I live, we have super hard water, lots of minerals, Mm -hmm. and and that can really have a negative impact on our garden. We've had some trouble with that. How Mm -hmm. can an Oya help address that issue for our listeners who may have a similar situation to mine, where they've got some hard water or water quality issues?
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that question a lot, and it, and it's a good one. And, and so, um, if you think about it, so so you're putting your water into your oya, and then that water is filtering filtering through the oya through the pores of the oya out into your garden to ultimately water the roots of your plants. So, in the in the the act of going from, you know, from the the hose or the water jug or however you're getting it in into the oya, um, and then filtering through the pores, you're you're filtering out a whole bunch of that. Of of those, um, uh, you're filtering out, out a whole bunch of those 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 issues, those hard water minerals that are in there, the, the, the salination that's in there, whatever it is you have in there, it's essentially passing through a filter. That filter being being the Oya. So so yeah, you're you're basically providing a coarse filter for your water. So if you have saline water, you're going you're gonna to see the water coming out of the, out of the Oya is far less salty than it was going in, and minerals the same. Now, I, I, I do need to say that because it is filtering it out, you are going to get those minerals in your Oya um, and those minerals have to stay in there. Just like any filter, you've you got to clean your filter every now and again. So it goes back to that question you asked previously about maintenance of your oil. So if you have hard water, if you have super saline water, um, it doubles the need to pull those up once a year um, and make sure that you give them a good scrub, give them a good bath, make sure that those pores stay as clean as they possibly can. Uh, in 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 many cases, in, in the most severe cases, when you pull it up, you'll see it. You'll see the the, the crusting of minerals on there, um, and we advise you use a little bit of a vinegar bath. Use a one to ten vinegar bath, uh, just to sort of clean that stuff off and then and, and get the oil ready for the next year. But it's definitely gotcha. it's definitely an issue in a lot for a lot of gardeners in a lot of places.
2: Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, you know, the, where I live is actually. Uh, you know, it's a very populous area, and so, you know, you've got a lot of people with that issue, Um, even trying to grow small urban gardens, it's pretty common. Now, let me ask you this, Brant, where can people purchase an Oya? I mean, I'm sure that some of our folks are really fired up now that they're hearing all about it. Where can they purchase an Oya? Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the easiest way—the uh, easiest way to get an oil is to go growoya.com, g-r-o-w-o-y-a.com. Um, we we sh- we ship and sell them, uh, and we'll ship them right to your door in a matter of a few days. Um, so that's that's the easiest way. We also have, um, we, we are available in garden centers across the country. Uh, um, you know, it's, we're, this is year three for us, going into year three for us, so, so we haven't, we haven't managed to get in absolutely every garden center, but we're doing pretty good. We're getting, you know, we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting there. Um, so I, I would suggest for listeners to, um, to, to head into your local garden center, see if they have them. If they don't have them, by all means. Um, ask after them. Uh, you know they—they'll have access to them. The distributors all across the country have them, so there's there's a way to get them out there. But we're we're making our way. We're making our way into all the stores. Uh, Growoya.com never closes. Always available. Um, mm. Other than that, online, you know, major retailers online: Homepeople.com, TheGromit.com, uh, ScoutMob.com. A whole bunch of those. They're maker sites. Uh, and, and major retailers carry OAS as well. Again, you're going you're to get them shipped right to your door in a matter of days.
2: That's awesome. Uh, you <laughs> guys are a pretty new company. Um, do you have any, any career options for folks who might be thinking, hey, I'd like to help? Um, I, I noticed a little tab there on your website. Tell us a little bit more.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're right. We're a new company. Um, so we're not we're not hiring left right and center we're you know we're, we're doing what we can but we're, we're always keen to, to, to chat with folks who, who love the idea um, I mean we just like to surround ourselves with, with people who are passionate about gardening passionate about water conservation passionate about all of these issues coming together um, and ultimately you know c- creating a, a business that solves the problem and that's that's a that's something that, that we set out to do every single day so folks who um, Folks who, who are interested in that and share that same passion, I encourage them to go uh, go on our site, have a look around, grow.com and, um, and and get in touch. There's plenty of ways to get in touch with both myself and with other folks in, in the company. So reach out. Let's chat.
2: Very cool. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we'll have more with Brandt, And we're also going to be joined um, by another guest that I will introduce. So don't go away, folks. There's much more Go Green Radio right after this.
1: Opinion. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear Your voice hear hear counts. Hear me. Hear me. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26 percent, 43 percent, or 14 percent?
0: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. And in case you are just joining us, let me catch you up. Our guests today are Brant Cheatham and Justin Cutter. Brant was on with us earlier in the show, and he is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Grow Oya. You can check them out at Grow Oya. That's G-R-O-W. they've got a cool new product that you're going to want in your garden and just joining us now is Justin Cutter and he has a program called Compass Green Project and I am really excited to have him join us, he's partnered with Grow Oya and we'll talk about their partnership in a minute but um, first of all uh, Justin your website says that Compass Green is a school garden on wheels and I would love for you to describe your truck for us so we can understand what kids are seeing when you pull up to their school.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's definitely uh, definitely kind of interesting trying to describe it on radio because if a picture <laughs> is worth a thousand uh, words, then a school garden uh, on wheels is worth quite a bit more. So it's a lot better to see it. But basically, we have a 25-foot box truck, envision, if you will, like a U-Haul-sized truck. And the entire back end has been turned into a greenhouse. So we've got glass walls with uh, wood lining uh, on the frames, and once you come inside, you see two large garden boxes stretching the full 18 feet of the box. They're three feet wide, and so we've got quite a bit of growing space in there. And from the side, people will look in and see all of our various plants from our big viney tomato plants that we have hanging from the ceiling, To our uh, long, beautiful uh, amaranth stalks with their drooping uh, purple heads or corn or chard or kale. It kind of just depends on the season and uh, what I've decided to plant that year. But it's definitely unique. And if if you don't uh, see us right away, you can tell we're coming by the smell of french fries in the air because we run the truck off of waste vegetable oil.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And I'm going to give out your URL so people can check out your website while we speak to you. It's compassgreenproject.org. And there are some great pictures of the truck on the website. And um, it, this is just so cool. And I'm excited to learn more. Brant, I want to ask you, how did Grow Oya get involved with the Compass Green Project? How did you find out about Justin's work?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I'll, once, once you see the truck, you'll understand right away. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. So um, <laughs> taken back, it was uh, three years ago, something like that, three and a half years ago maybe. Um, I, I believe it was a Sunset Magazine article. It was an article that we saw, myself and my two co-founders, um, and we just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Right Here's a young guy, um, biodynamic farmer, doing cool stuff, what an incredible way to reach kids! Take a take this this wild truck out to their school, show up, and, and teach them a thing or two about growing. Like it just was the coolest thing. So we just called them up and said, "Hey, we're 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 starting a business as well. Um, seems like there's something here. Uh, I don't know exactly what it'll look like. I think we can help you out. Maybe you can help us out. But either way, we need to be connected. So so that was that. Justin was super receptive. Um, he too saw the sort of the the, the connection. It's hard not to, um, and, and we've been partners ever since. So it, it's just a great organization. Um, Justin's a fun guy. His truck is amazing. We're very very pleased to be partnered with them, um, and uh, you know it, we're on the same track, so we're doing it together.
2: That's great. Um, and Justin, how have you incorporated Oya's into the Compass Green project, and what kind of results have you noticed in the garden?
5: Well, it was pretty simple, really. Um, I'd actually already been teaching about Oya's uh, in my sustainable agriculture talks in class, primarily from a conservation and water-saving viewpoint. Um, but it was amazing to find a company that was doing it today. Um, they Previously to grow Oya, they were pretty hard to find unless you made them yourself on a potter's wheel. Um, so when uh, they contacted me, I was Really thrilled, and uh, they instantly sent me several, which I planted in my garden right away. And it's been ex- uh, incredibly helpful because um, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll actually have the weekend off. Uh, it's a novel idea, um, but <laughs> sometimes I will have the weekend off. And rather than have to babysit my garden um, or even perhaps take a, a, a small vacation, I can just leave the plants to water themselves through the Oya.
2: That's pretty cool. That is really um, kind of amazing. And I really, I'm dying to see your truck. By the way, we live in the same county. So um, you're going to get a visit somehow. We'll figure it out. But um, I'm in Alameda County as well. So, oh, no um, way. Okay. yes, yeah, yeah. definitely
5: come over. You should yeah. also actually check out uh, some of the Oakland's community gardens are now incorporating OYAs into them as well.
2: Very cool. Well, I will definitely uh, definitely do that. We're going to get some pictures of that um, up on our website. I want to want to see this in person because I have a an interest in schools and environmental education, which I'll explain in a minute. But um, I'm very excited about what you're doing, Justin. Um, and Brent, I got to ask you. I mean, why does Grow Oya care so much about school gardens? I mean, what's the besides, of course, the business connection and a way to you know get the word out about your products. What is it about School Gardens that you know, really makes your team excited?
3: Yeah, so that's been a big one from, for, us, for us from the beginning. As I said, there was three of us who co-founded the company. All of us are parents. All of us you know, just truly believe in the power of, of kids. We, 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 we see that magic day in and day out, and, and we wanted to incorporate that into our, into our work. So we, we do what we can to, to um, you know, make the world a better place, and, and we're believers that, that happy, thriving kids is one of the best ways to do that. And so getting kids in the garden, um, as we uh, all have seen at home, is it's a huge benefit. It provides them the hands-on understanding of where their food comes from. Um, you know, subtle things may be even more important, like gardening. It connects kids to nature, um, allows that connection uh, to, to kids generally results in, in a calmer more confident um, kids deep-seated love and appreciation for the natural well, the, the list goes on and on it's uh, um, it, it's just the right thing to do and 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 wow what a place um, you know schools school gardens what a what a time to connect with kids and get them to appreciate water conservation start that conversation early so I mean it just it just made sense to us at every level um, to, to be as involved as we could in school gardens. And uh, so we made that commitment from, from day one, and, and, okay. and that's, where, that's, that's where it all began.
2: I love it. Now, Justin, your website says that your curriculum is focused on bio-intensive methods of sustainable farming, meaning that you produce the maximum yields with the minimum minimum amount of resources. Talk to us about how exactly you teach the kids that important principle.
5: Um. It's pretty simple. Uh, Having a garden that's on the back of a truck, obviously we don't have a ton of resources available to it. We have to manage it all in a closed circuit setting um, because that closed circuit is what is traveling around to the schools. So BioIntensive focuses on creating a perfect closed circuit system, in every aspect of sustainable agriculture. So everybody knows that plants require sun, soil, and water. Biointensive really focuses on bringing all those things into uh, into, uh, easy to use package. So for your soil, for instance, you don't wanna be purchasing soil amendments from far away or buying some compost that has uh, reduced the nutrients from somebody else's land. You want to be growing your own crops to make compost with, things that produce a lot of biomass, like grains, like corn or wheat or something like that. And then for water, it's also really simple. We can't do a ton about, uh, about rainfall these days. I mean, we all know with uh, global warming and everything, there is some things we can do. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of the water that we do have, there is quite a bit we can do. We can top water, and we can use sprinklers, which is what some of the big farms do, which wastes enormous amounts of water, uh, sprays it all over the place, it is, evaporates immediately, lands on the leaf, the sun hits it, and it goes back up into the air. Um, or we can do something that's more sustainable. And there's been a lot of different uh, techniques over the years to do that. One of the best ones is Oya, because you bury it in the ground, Nothing evaporates once you put a lid on it, and also the plants just take the water that they need. So with, like, drip irrigation, for instance, um, you have to give all of the plants as much water as the thirstiest plant in your garden, but with an Oya, each plant is choosing how much water it wants to take for itself, so it's actually a, a much healthier and more sustainable alternative for the plants and then mm-hmm. also just from a personal standpoint when comparing drip irrigation i've worked as a farmer before on a bunch of different farms and i've pulled hundreds and hundreds of yards of uh, black plastic irrigation lines that were cracked out of the ground and um, i'm much happier now putting something that is made of soil you know just clay it's terracotta back into the ground and uh, rather than black plastic
2: that makes perfect sense. Justin, I want to ask you another question. Talk to us about um, the ages that you work with. I mean, when you go to schools, are you working with primarily young children? Do you work with high school students? Talk to us about the kids themselves that you're, you know, that you're working with. I just...
5: So we tend to work with uh, kindergarten through university age, um, so the entire range of things. But we, we're usually focusing on high school students, and that's because they're at an age where they're really starting to make more decisions for themselves about all aspects of their life, um, including what food they're getting. They're starting to purchase more of their own food, and they're getting to, uh, to a point where they're going to be moving out very soon and making all of their own decisions, so because of that, we focus on, uh, on high school students, and it's also kind of nice because a lot of the, uh, the gardening programs that you see out there are really just geared towards elementary school kids, and yes. that's, uh, that's not an accident. Elementary school kids are a little bit more open-minded when it t- mm-hmm. t- comes to getting their hands dirty, but it's really important not to leave out high school students for all the reasons that I just mentioned before. So although we continue to do everything from K through university, I would say about 70% of the schools that we visit are our um, high schools. And Justin, just like, uh, like all the other schools we're going to, we're still trying to get them to start uh, school gardens as well so that they can have ongoing sustainability lessons.
2: I love that, Justin. And I think you said a mouthful there. I mean, there's a lot of environmental education and a lot of program that is, you know, geared towards the younger students. They're more malleable. They're more cooperative. You know, teenagers being what they are, sometimes they're more difficult to work with for some programs. But I think that it is absolutely critical to engage them. And I, I am so excited to hear you say that. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have more with Justin and Brant. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us and our guests today, Brant and Justin. I'm so excited that we've had them on. Just as a refresher, I'd love to give you all the opportunity to check out their websites. Uh, Brant's company is called Grow Oya, and their web. Site is Grow Oya and that's O Y A. That's how you spell Oya uh, dot com. And Justin Cutter's organization is Campus Green Project, and their website is C- compassgreenproject.org. dot org. Um, now- Grant, um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about how Oya's benefit school gardens. We heard Justin talk about how they benefit his. You know, that's in a, a confined space in a truck that he's taking, you know, mobily. So Oya's make perfect sense for that application. But talk to us about some of the ways that Oya's might benefit a stationary school garden.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, at, 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 at the highest level, we we, we want kids experience experience in gardening to be successful there is you know there's nothing more you know nothing nothing better to bring kids back to gardening and, and and have an enjoyable experience than than having success so so we want we ultimately want that to be as successful as possible and it's our belief um and it's proving out that Oya's just up the chances up the odds that 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 those gardens are going to be successful and the you know the reasons are, are many. Uh, primarily, you know, it's daily maintenance is is key to a good garden. So all the reasons that we've talked about throughout the show, um, that Oya's you know Oya's help Oya's make things easier. Oya's save water. Oya's help soil composition. Oya's reduce weeds. All of these things go, um, you know, go into a school garden and. Just, just help make it more successful. So, uh, you know, take the watering aspect. Kids kids love to water. We've seen that. We, we love it. We want to encourage them to do so, but that doesn't mean that they know how to water. It doesn't mean that they know exactly what your cucumbers need, what your beans need, what your peas need, all of that stuff. There's a skill to that, um, and those kids don't necessarily have it. They're, they're learning it through experience, but they don't have it coming in. So if all they're asked to do is fill the Oya until the water comes up the top, those skills all drift away, and the, the kids they, they just know how to f- water immediately. Every kid you—you in, in, know—every kid in the garden knows how to water. That's a, that's an easy one. Fill your way up. So. Yeah. Um, and, and the school environment doesn't necessarily have the resources it needs. It doesn't always have somebody there. There's, there's weekends where there's no one there. There's, you know, summers when everybody goes away. There's, it's, a, it's, a tough place to, it's a tough place to grow a successful garden. Um, and oftentimes, as you guys know well, it d- d- depends on a few really dedicated people, staff members or parents or individual kids or whatever it may be. Um, and Oya's just sort of take the, take a bit of the weight off, take a bit of the pressure off. Those yep kids, so. um, and if then, you can show I mean, up
2: once a week and just do it you know once sure. a week that makes it a yep. lot easier and I know a lot of urban school gardens I mean it's a football field away to the closest hose bib and so yeah. you know that in and of itself yeah. <laughs> is 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 an issue and you were yeah. gonna say something else go ahead Brian
3: yeah I mean I think from a from a, and, and you guys have, have both touched on this from um, you know the perspective of teaching which ultimately is what we're trying to do in our schools what a great way to start a water conservation conversation, um, you know, and, and get kids thinking about the use of resources, get kids thinking about how much water they waste in, a, in, in an average garden, how much, you know, how precious it is that we get this water and we just turn on a hose and out it comes, and that's the magic of the water system. Um, so there's that, you know, and then getting kids connected to food systems. Uh, it's, just, it's just a super empowering Thing to do at school, so whatever we can do to make that easier and more successful, we are we're super excited to do.
2: Well, I think that's fantastic. And Justin, you founded the Compass Green Project in 2011, and I'd love to hear a little bit about where you've been and what impact your program is having on the schools you visit.
5: Yeah, thanks. Um, it's been quite an adventure. Uh, we started in New York City in 2011 and uh, built our truck at a, uh art collective in uh, <laughs> North Carolina and then planted our plants on a friend's farm in Vermont. And since then, uh, we've toured through, geez, uh, I think it's over 35 states now all around the U.S. And wow. we've taught over 43,000 students. So oh my gosh. we really hit the ground running and never stopped. Um, we teach about 10,000 students a year now. And uh, through the course of uh, going through schools, we also at the end of the school day meet with uh, faculty and school administrators as well as uh, occasionally the PTA and on how to get a school garden going. And so we know so far it's kind of hard sometimes to get the, uh, get the teachers to answer our surveys a year later, but we know so far of 10 school gardens that have started up as a result of our visit, and hopefully there's more out there as well.
2: Uh, That's fantastic. And I can't help thinking that uh, maybe you and I could team up. A lot of our Go Green radio listeners know that I'm the founder of the Go Green Initiative. People can find out more information at gogreeninitiative.org. But um, I think if we put our heads together, Justin, we might be able to to do some terrific stuff. We work with schools in all 50 states. And and I know um, know, (laughs) of a lot of schools who would love to see your truck come through and that we could maybe even partner up with some of the other organizations that I work with work with, um, to help ensure that gardens go into place, uh, where you visit. So we'll, we'll have that offline conversation and maybe do a whole nother show on that, but I'm excited about that. Uh, Brant, speaking of, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go right ahead. No, go right ahead, Justin.
5: Uh, Oh, well, I, I was just going to say that, uh, that it has been successful in our mission to, uh, to reach youth. It was kind of born out of the idea of, um, of needing to connect the people uh, who were not interested in the environment to the environment. And the truck really serves to kind of bridge that gap. It looks kind of like a a weird transformer that really excites (laughs) the creativity of all different uh, types and genres of people and gets them more excited about sustainability and farming. And then the whole adventure of traveling around in this mobile greenhouse all over the U.S. really draws them in as well. So I would love to talk to you more about the Go Green initiative for sure.
2: Very cool. And we've just got about a minute left. Brant, I want to give you a chance to talk about why Grow Oya has joined 1% for the Planet. um, And I love 1% for the Planet. Talk to us about why Grow Oya is involved with them.
3: Yeah, that's an organization. We at Grow Oya, we all greatly admire what they're doing. You know, the vision of turning business success into a social benefit is it's it's just, it's just right in so many ways. I, I'm a big believer myself, and as are my partners in, um, you know, the tools of business being turned to make social change and make the world a better place. And um, and I think there's power in that. And one percent for the planet just keeps us honest on it. Um, it makes it makes it easy for us to make that commitment, make it loud, make it, uh, you know, say say it out to the world, um, and follow it up and do it. And and we're. I- you know we're extremely happy to be on board and we're very excited that our 1% dollars go to Justin and the the Compass Green project it could, it's, a, it's a it's a perfect match
2: well gentlemen i am so excited that we had you on the show today thanks so much for joining us thanks to our listeners for tuning in we love you guys we're going to be here same place same time next week with more go green radio and until then have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green